Hello everyone and welcome to episode 20 of the Everyday Enthusiast podcast. Politics are unavoidable these days. I am Chris, your Everyday Enthusiast, and here are some of the things that interested me the most over the last week. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. If you want to like, rate, and subscribe where you can, that would be greatly appreciated. I can also be reached at everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. All right, on with the show. Okay, first up here is our fun section, follow-up, updates, and notes. And first off, number 20, 20 episodes. You know, I didn't quite know if I was going to make it this far, but I'm really happy that I did. Uh, Am I going to point out every time I hit a round number? Absolutely. Yes, I am. Okay. I know you guys might get sick of hearing it, but I mean, the fact that I've made it to 20 is just fantastic. I I would love to set my next goal at a hundred, but you know, maybe let's just focus on the next 10 and make it to 30 and then we can see about those next 70. All right. Uh, Next up here in our fun section is uh, getting political. Okay. So I said from the outset, of this podcast that I was going to avoid politics at all cost. And for the most part, I have. However, there is a small mention in the podcast today uh, about, you know, that that references some politics, okay? But it's very relevant to the topic and you almost can't avoid it and still talk about the issue in its entirety. So just a slight FYI there, I know the title of the episode references politics in the podcast today. it is very, very minor, but I, I'm pointing it out because I'm almost upset with myself for not, uh, for including it. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I it, it's very minor, like I said, so let's just get into it. We'll, we'll talk about it when it comes. If you guys have anything to say about it, I know that I promised that this would not get po- uh, political and you know, we're, we're discussing it. If you guys want to talk about that, absolutely email me. Okay. So first up here is Samsung working on more foldables. So the article here is from Android Authority. Um, Look, once again, we have Samsung throwing everything they can think of against the wall. And the article here from Android Authority states that in addition to the Galaxy Fold, Samsung is working on not one, but two more foldable phones. One outward folding phone, like the Huawei Mate X that we talked about in previous weeks, and one clamshell folder, like the rumored revival of the Motorola Razr. And apparently we won't have to wait long to see these. Uh, These are said to hit stores either later this year or early next year. Now I have gone on record before saying that I'm all in for the clamshell style phone. That is provided that that it has a usable exterior screen like the Galaxy Fold. I want to be able to use that screen and do nearly everything on that tiny screen in front until I need to unfold it. And I am just hoping that they give us that exterior screen. They are saying right now that it could go either way, depending on the reaction to the outside screen on the fold. That makes me a little nervous because everything I've read, or not everything I've read, but some things I have read really, really come down on that exterior screen on the Galaxy Fold. And even I did at first, I'm warming to it, but I really hope that that does not deter them from giving us an exterior screen on you know, a clamshell style phone that we could use in its entirety. 
So, okay. Moving on here, we have Samsung. Uh, we're going to move, or sorry, we're going to move from Samsung, from what Samsung might do to what Apple might do. And that is Apple AR glasses. The article here discusses a report from a highly reliable Apple analyst, Ming Chico. Um, according to him, we are going to see a set of AR glasses from Apple next year. Or, well, well, yeah, next year, as in 2020, okay? Um, and that they will actually be an accessory to the iPhone. Now, this makes sense, uh, as you already um, have so much processing power in the phone, and the phone is already doing a tons of AR, doing a ton of AR tasks right now as it is. I have said before that I'm not overly sold on VR, uh, or AR for that matter, but I'm more optimistic in AR anyway. Um, this is very interesting though, nonetheless. Uh, I, I also don't want something massive on my head all the time, so the idea that it could be slim and small, given that it would be uh, you know, an accessory to the phone, is very appealing. I also wear glasses now, so I don't, I don't know if that's gonna work, with, with, you know, currently currently wearing my glasses. If not, that's gonna be kind of a non-starter for me personally. And I have to assume that goes for many people that, that do also already wear glasses right now. All right, to finish out the Apple news here, we're gonna transition to Apple Music and royalty payments. Now, the long and short of it here is that the Royalty Copyright Board ruled to increase the royalty payments to artists this means that streaming companies like Spotify and Pandora and Apple Music are going to have to pay artists uh, 15.1 cents per stream. And that is up from the 10.5 cents per stream that they pay them now. And all of the streaming companies, including Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon, have banded together to contest this, all except for Apple. This is, to me, all the more reason to make the switch to Apple Music. I have been trying to tell my family and friends for years that if a developer makes a great app that you use every single day, that you should be willing to pay them for that so that they continue to make great apps or keep said app updated with new features that benefit you as the user. And the same goes here. I know it's not a complete apples to apples, no pun intended there. Um, the same goes for music. You should be willing to pay for that music. Now, well, or or have as much of your money as possible go to the artists for creating that music, that is. Now, I know I'm a little biased here because I am a creator myself. Yes, I do consider myself a creator now that I do this podcast. Uh, but still, okay, I know the cost would potentially be pushed onto the users, us. Maybe it's going to go up a dollar or two a month. Uh, and, you know, just to address that very quickly here, I really actually don't see that happening. These companies are just going to have to find other ways to bring in more money and more revenue unless they all agree to raise prices so that one, no one has a competitive advantage. But uh, that is uh, illegal. <laughs> that is against the law. That is, uh, God, I forget the term for it. I can't remember right now, but but I don't see that happening. That is actually illegal. And we're actually already seeing these companies try to do that, trying to generate income in other ways. Uh, Spotify is getting into the podcasting business a lot heavier. They just bought the app that I am using right now to record this, as well as uh, Gimlet Media, which is podcast, Gimlet Podcast Media. 
Um, and Apple is about to drop their streaming TV service, which was announced. That's going to be uh, there's going to be an event on March 25th, but we'll probably talk about that next week a little bit more. Anyway, maybe I don't know. Okay, for for topic number four here, let's talk more phones because that seems to be the majority of the podcast lately, and that is the, the Razer reboot and that external screen. So we're circling back to what we talked about prior. Um, now. We have known that there uh, are some pretty big rumors and hints that we will be getting the new Razer phone. The focus here is not necessarily on if we're getting that phone or whatever. They've actually said that we are. The focus here on what it's going is on what it's going to look like. And apparently that front screen when closed is going to be little more than a notification screen. Okay? Or a dedicated status bar screen on the front if you will. Think of it like that. Uh, this is disappointing. Uh, I, man, I'm really, really, this is very disappointing to hear. I would love to be able to just use the outside screen as a tiny phone. You know, we, we've talked about that before, but look, I, I get it. Okay. It's going to be so small that wouldn't even be possible to do that. Think about the, um, on screen keyboard popping up. You would not be able to use a teeny tiny little screen, uh, smaller than the, you know, the original iPhone, which if you go back to that and try and type, it's, it's almost comical. Although I'm I'm sure we'd all get used to it. But, um, anyway, I don't know. It's going to be so small that you wouldn't even be able to do that. And on a slightly different note here, I'm also, I'm hoping that this thing is significantly more narrow than your average smartphone, which would make it feel smaller in your hands when it's unfolded. Like I said, this kind of doesn't relate kind of does relate I, I just i want this to be a good feel in your hand i want this to be a small small f- phone that you can use in addition to these massive screens that we have and then if you need the extra real estate unfold it i don't know i don't know we'll have to see what we okay so if we stick with the clamshell phone trend for another one let's talk about zte's strange clam clamshell phone okay If we're going to continue down this trend here, uh, ZTE has had a patent drawing leak showing a clamshell folder where the top portion of the folded down of the folded down phone doesn't actually cover the entire bottom portion of the screen. This is very interesting, actually. It would, uh, I, I would not have thought of something like this. It would actually serve or could serve as the external notification screen, that exterior screen that we just talked about on the uh, the Razer phone. Um, However, without having to have that actual screen on the outside, this is very smart, actually. If you're not going to let me use that entire screen, why put a second one there? You know, we can just leave some of the bottom portion of that, the, the, the rear screen or inside screen exposed when it's closed. That's, this is so brilliant. I, I know I was just coming down on this before, but if that's going to be the case, this is just, this is very smart and could mean that the phone is actually going to be cheaper because they will have to put one less screen on it. Although it kind of means the same thing that we talked about in the last topic. Um, you're not going to be able to use this as a full-fledged phone when it's closed. Um, this all really makes sense to me. And it makes me like the Galaxy Fold more and more, actually, because we got we have that actual screen on the front. So, anyway. Okay, and a little lighter news before we get into some heavy news here. Uh, if you're a fan of Diablo and the original game, and I have stated many a time here that I am, this is great, great news. 
Uh, Blizzard has released the original Diablo game, Diablo 1, on GOG.com for $10. The bad news here is that as a Mac, uh, Mac user, I am not going to be able to take advantage of this. Uh, it is only compatible with Windows. Although now I'm wondering if I could dual boot use boot camp or whatever they they might not even still call it that on max anyway uh, i really i want this okay um this seriously makes me want a windows phone if i can't dual boot uh there are two options there's one that is more of a direct port of the original game where you can still access battle.net i believe um and then there's an updated quote unquote modern version with high resolution support that will work on windows 10 right away right out of the box you don't have to worry about it you download it install it and uh, you're up and running on Windows 10. That is so appealing to me. I, man, I I don't know what the, the recommended specs are for something like this, but man, it makes me want to go buy a second computer just to run this for $10. I know it would end up being like $410 after I buy a computer, which is ridiculous, but that is how much I love, love this game. Anyway, I might have to look into how I could actually run this. We'll, we'll see. Um, this is the one that started the obsession for me. Well, not so much an obsession, but it is the only game that has kept me playing for years and years and years. Obviously not the original game. I played Diablo 2, which was the best of the bunch. And then, you know, Diablo 3, which I don't get a lot of time to play anymore, but it's, it's fun when, when there is time. So anyway, really check this out. If you're a fan, uh, I can't recommend this, uh, more especially for $10. That is amazing. Okay, so here is that heavy news that I talked about before. Uh, we're going to talk about Facebook's pivot, recent pivot statements, and Elizabeth Warren, uh, who is a Democratic nominee, I forget what state, uh, that is potentially, or that is running for, for the presidency in 2020. So there's so much here to unpack. I want to be as concise as I can. So I'm going to try to take this one line at a time and, and you know, I'm probably going to get tripped up here over my words, but uh, there's just so much here. There's so much I want to say, and I'm, I'm really trying to keep it short and sweet so that you guys don't get a little uh, overwhelmed here with something that maybe you're not even interested in. So here goes. Okay. So last week, Mark Zuckerberg came out or put out a blog post stating that he intended to pivot Facebook from a town square. Uh, that it is now where you just post something it goes to everybody that follows you to the digit to a more of a digital living room meaning that he is intending to first merge facebook instagram and whatsapp messaging now this is not new news uh, we have known this we have heard we heard this a couple of weeks ago what is new is that he also said that he wanted to completely transition facebook from what it is today to a privacy focused completely encrypted messaging system or messaging service if you will this could effectively kill the news feed which is where they are making the bulk of their money right now it won't completely go away but it would be more of an afterthought of a feature now at first i thought that there is a good chance this could never happen Zuckerberg says a lot of things, he has said a lot of things in the past that never come to fruition. And even some things that they release or do, you know, put out there, they close down a year or two later. Uh, a lot of apps, pa they have paper was an app that they had and I don't know, all kinds of, there's three or four different apps that come to mind. I, I can't think of them exactly right now, but then they close them. 
Then Elizabeth Warren came out uh, with a pronouncement at South by Southwest that if elected president, she was going to break up the major tech companies. First of all, as far as breaking up the companies go, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I also don't know that it's a great idea. I don't know it, that it addresses um, some of the issues that they want to solve here or some of the problems they want to solve here. And to blanket that over companies, I don't know. It, it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason. It just seems to be if you're a huge company, we're going to break you up. Um, and it seems that she's picking and choosing. I don't know here. Look, in the end, I don't think it'll actually happen. So in my mind, it's kind of a moot point. However, because of her announcement, I wonder if this will happen and fast. If Zuckerberg thinks that it's a possibility, then he is going to merge these services as fast as possible. If they are merged into one single encrypted messaging platform, it will be much, much harder for the government to make them split. And if he thinks that she could potentially become the president in 2020, we could see this major change before then. Now, if you know me, you know that how I feel about Facebook, okay? But this makes me very interested, very, very interested. I have always wanted to use WhatsApp. Uh, a lot more than I do now or a lot more than I can, but many people are not willing to use more than one app to communicate. And for many that I talk to, that's iMessage. Uh, what he wants to do here is build his version of WeChat. WeChat is the main messaging app in China, but it's not just the main messaging app. It's also almost an entire OS in and of itself. You can chat there, you can make payments to friends or businesses, you can interact with businesses, I think you can make purchases from businesses, you can play games, you can even bank through this app. And that's just, that's just scratching the surface, okay? I have always loved this idea. Um, that is of, you know, this is almost like an OS on top of another OS. We don't have anything like that here right now in the US. And it would take literally everyone you know jumping on board, which is highly, highly unlikely. So I don't think this is gonna happen. But the thought of it not mattering, you know, what phone you get, because you're just going to load up this one app that allows you to do whatever else you need to do is fascinating. Now, getting back to the politics of this, I mean, there is an argument to be made that, you know, WeChat is run by Tencent, which, you know, it's in China, meaning it's locked down, meaning all of that information is probably accessible to the Chinese government and blah, 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 yada, yada. Okay, I'm going to get away from the politics here, but there are negatives to that. But I think it's a fascinating idea where you could have an app that you just open up and it's a whole nother world inside that app, a whole nother platform to you to, for you to you know, interact with people, play in, you know, bank in, everything like that. I, I think it's just so fascinating to me. Um, I Look, I have come to hate Facebook for what it's worth, but the possibility that this could come or what could come from this announcement is extremely intriguing, okay? I already said that. I don't know that we have ever seen any of these huge internet companies completely change their focus and business model like this, especially when they're as big as we're talking Facebook here. I mean, huge. Now, admittedly, we haven't really heard what exactly the new business model will be, or rather how they are going to make money. If they move away from the newsfeed that presents you ads every single time you jump on board, 
I don't know how they're going to bring in money. I'm sure there are other ways. Uh, you know, there there will be plenty of ways for them to make money selling you different services or I don't know. But but at any rate, it's going to be very different from what we have now. But still, this is a huge change. And if any of it actually happens, it's going to be very interesting to watch and see see how it all plays out. Okay. All right, guys, that is all for today. As always, I can be reached at everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. No dots, dashes, or spaces. Again, that's everydayenthusiastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the show notes at everydayenthusiastpodcast.tumblr.com. As I said before, this podcast is available on your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe. And until next time, stay enthusiastic.